Can I be selfish and start out this episode of the morning after with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews? Go for it. Let's take a minute. You can clap along if you want to. You don't have to. But I would like to say happy 60th birthday to my mother, Barb. Happy birthday, Barb. I'll tell you, Barb is the sweetest. Introduced me to those Color Street nails. You know, the stick-on nails. Big big fan of Barb and the nails. Yeah, I know everyone has their own way of parenting, but because she's my mother, I feel like the way she parented me was the best. Makes sense, right? So, I I tell you that to tell you this. Growing up, my mom, and I feel like I turned out all right. So, take this for what it's worth. But I, I, I always, I can appreciate now the way my mom punished me when I did something wrong. Especially as a uh, as a teenager, we all do dumb stuff when we're kids. Oh sure. So and, and it doesn't matter what it was, but she would she would give me one strike on every single thing I did wrong, be it little or be it huge. But she was like, if it was something she did as a kid, as a kid as well, she would tell me. She was like, so here's the deal. Like I'd get busted, okay? And then she'd be like, so here's what I'm gonna do. She's like, I'm gonna let it slide this time because. You did, you know, I did that as a kid once too. I understand the reasoning behind it. And when you have to live and learn. Yeah. She's like, but, but her punishment was always the same. If you ever do it again, I'm sending you to live with your dad. Oh, wow. Which is, so, okay. Now, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I can see that. Heaven forbid my dad's listening to this podcast. That is nothing against my dad personally. You have to understand, I'm in high school. I've got this group of friends that I've had for a couple years now. And my dad lived in a different part of the St. Louis area. I would have had to go into a completely different district, meet all new friends. And this was like when I was a junior and senior in high school. You don't, you don't want to change high schools at that point in your life. That would be terrible. You'd have to make all new friends. You'd have to start all over. And that would be the worst. So that was always her threat. And to my credit... I would never get caught doing the same thing twice. See, here's what's funny about about being a mom is that now I hear that story and all I think about is her perspective. I totally appreciate what she did there with the threat of that. But mm-hmm. in my mind, if I were her, I'm holding my breath and praying and going, please don't do that again because I really don't want you to go live with your dad because I'm going to miss you really bad <laughs> if you're living with your dad and you're not here every day. I mean, that, that I have to think Barb was thinking that a little bit. <laughs> I, I think so. And, and, and who knows? But I, and maybe maybe she did catch me again, but then perp- oh, well, he got away with it. I, I don't know. You know what's funny as a parent is that that grounding my kids or get you know yelling at my kids, I, this sounds ridiculous. I heard people say this before I had kids, that it hurts me more than it hurts them. Like, the threat of, you know, listen, Miles, if you do that, you're going to, I'm not letting you go to that birthday party on Saturday. You keep Ooh. doing this. You know what I mean? So, and so, or something that I just know that they would be disappointed if they didn't get to do. I mean, and I'm holding my breath going, please don't screw up because I really don't want to have to follow through. And follow through is so important when mm-hmm. you make threats to kids. But, you know, it, it does. It hurts the parent. Like, I don't want to ground you. So, I don't want to tell you you can't go do something fun. <laughs> so, so have your kids, I'm sure your kids for the most part have respected the threat and hopefully not done whatever it is but has there ever been an instance where you have had to follow through on a punishment that just devastated you um yeah you know and it was mainly just like they didn't get i don't remember specifically what it was that they missed but they missed something i forget what it was now some event that they were looking forward to i mean it sucks oh i wish i could remember the event like it wasn't birthday we don't with a birthday party i mean they're 10 and under so it was probably a birthday party or something i think it was a birthday party because i feel like i had to tell the mom you know i'm I'm so sorry, because because then it ends up hurting their kids. So I really hate threatening the birthday party thing, because you don't mm-hmm. want to hurt the other kid, the kid that's having the birthday party. Does My, it, go ahead. Does it make it easier now with their electronics? Because I feel like that is the ultimate punishment. Just take away the iPad and it's game over. For my daughter, 100% the electronics is it. The yeah. iPad, take away that, she's devastated. For my son, I think I've told you this before, I made up 
the Military Academy of Kansas City. <laughs> I, it used to be Attitude Camp. I made up Attitude Camp years ago, and that worked for a long time. But then I think like he was onto that. So now it's the Military Academy of Kansas City. Yeah, MAKC, and I, great organization. They're right, wonderful people. Great. And I always say that there that there's a gray bus that's going to come pick you up and take you. And he he is so scared of this. I don't care what he's doing or how, what kind of tantrum he's in the middle of. He will straighten up. That, the thought of I have so much respect for anybody who's ever joined the military because I remember when that was, you know, as a 16, 17 year old, you're worried about that being an option. And I just, I never seriously considered it. It's just because, and I'll be honest, because I was like, I was like, that is way too scary for me to oh, do. Like, yeah. like, I was convinced I was going to die if I joined the military. Like, we've was, all seen movies about the military and you just see what that's like in a movie. I can't imagine the real thing. I mean, they get up in your face, they're yelling at you. I would cry. It'd be terrible. I actually remember, I'm going to tell you a, a quick story about, about since we are, uh, it is as we're recording this, it is inauguration day um, about voting. So I was lucky enough to wear. When I turned 18, it was a presidential voting year. So I was I was really excited to get to exercise my right. And I remember this was the George W. was running for re-election. It was George W. versus John Kerry. Remember that one? Vaguely. Okay, it was, it was, it was 04. And so it was George W. going for his second term against John Kerry. And I remember I voted for John Kerry, the Democratic side, because I had heard through some probably untrue source that at this point things were a little tense with Iraq, I think, at the time. And I voted for him because I thought George was going to reinstitute the draft because yeah, we didn't I have enough that. we didn't have enough military there was personnel. Real talk about that. And yeah. so I'm like, well, I'm voting for the guy who isn't gonna. And I was I said if there was a draft, the first thing I would do is then go enlist because I I had it in my head. I and, I don't know if this is true or not, but I had it in my head that the people who get drafted unwillingly, well, they just put them on the front lines to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no way, nope, dude. Not today. Dude, I, and so, and and we're wusses. And 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 W got got elected that year, and I remember just being just legit scared for my life and hoping that the asthma I would I was diagnosed with as a kid would, <laughs> would be enough to get me to get me booted from from boot camp. Man, I was genuinely scared. So God bless the the. When we say we we say the brave men and women, no, the brave, no, legit, like <laughs> the amount of bravery and courage. Because just thinking about it now, like I'm, I'm almost kind of glad that I'm, I'm out of military age now. Like there, there's no possible way. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. But they don't need you with your back problems I'm and your weak kidding. knees. No, it's, they don't need you anymore. You're the one with the weak knees. I just have the back problems. <laughs> My dad was in the army for 26 years. He always wanted me to be in the, um, the not. He, he said, don't go in the army. I'd rather you go in the air force because it would be easier. And if anybody that has any military friends or family members, the, the Air Force gets a little bit better, you know, you know, but Mike, you can attest this. Like I went out to San Diego right before all this COVID nonsense happened and I got to spend a week with the Marines. That's right. And you got to do it a few years ago. Yeah, I did it first. Just want to point that out, guys. Real quick, I did it first. Thank you. It is no joke. Dude. I'm like, the Marines, and they are oh, they're, they're the smallest it. branch, but they are the first to fight, and then Navy wants to come in and say things. Now the Army wants to. Now, those guys and women there, they are a different breed, and I have friends that are Marines and in the Navy as well, and hats off to anybody that was in the military. I mean, watch my dad do it, and I thought everybody when I was a kid. 
you know, I had parents in the military. Do you but, remember the story? I'm sure you heard about what happened to me in California on the second day there, our first full day of like war where they put they put our butts to work. So they do this little <laughs> they do this little drill and it's like it's like three. So the first thing you do is you run a half mile, then you pick up the the ammo cans. How much do those weigh? Thirty? 20, 30 pounds? Yeah, that's not very heavy. Not, not very, but what they did was that, so so you'd run a half mile, then you would immediately go over to, you pick up these 30 pound ammo cans, and the rule was, it wasn't go until you hit a certain number, it was go non-stop for two minutes. Yep. And you just mm. lift down, up, down, up, down. And I'm telling you, I was so proud that I got like, 50 something. Hey, you hear the giggling in the background? Tater, what did you get? 124. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, now, what would like a military person get? You know, someone who's really fit. And- the, you know, the number was like, I think like 70 or something like that if you wanted to be okay with what you did. Yeah. I think I got like 119. Oh, well, you're good. Look at you. I got 119 by the time they stopped, but I kept going 124. And the guy okay, was like, show off. The, okay, guy, yeah. the guy walked over and he goes, You can stop that now. And I go, Hey, man. I work out and I grab my arm and he goes, "Whatever, dude." And he, he like said, oh, no. grabbed the, he like yeah. grabbed the can away from me. Like, I would have, man. I would have said the same thing. You really went up to a marine and went, "I work out." Like, come on, dude. What yeah, are you well, doing? you know, uh-huh. it was a joke because all those marines and I remember when before we did the uh, the ammo can thing, we ran and I remember I don't run. I mean, I do the elliptical. That's it. But I was I was trying to prove something, so I was mm-hmm. running. There was a couple of marines. They saw me running past them, like, "Oh, a civilian!" Right? What you What you think? You saying in boat? Uh uh-uh. uh. So they were hauling ass trying yeah. to come past me. I remember me, and I'm when like, this Whoa. whole thing got offered to the DJs at the radio station, and I remember I was like, "This is a hard no." And I love that <laughs> some people. There was a girl here at the station who was jacked about it, super excited. I'm like, "Are you nuts?" Dude, <laughs> no, it was, no, it, it was a good time. By the way, I know I was very jealous of, of Tater because when I went, it was the one weekend a year it rained and was cold and. San Diego, like we, San Diego, known for its perfect weather all year. No, right. I got, no, I, got I got crap weather Absolutely. all week long. But uh, so anyway, so that was so it was run a half mile, lift the ammo cans for two minutes, and then you had to like do this little obstacle course where you had to do like you had to literally carry somebody else on your back oh, for like no. a certain. So I didn't make it to that point. Here's why I tr- I went too hard on the racetrack. I remember I came in like sixth place out of everybody. I was pretty proud of that. That asthma like, kick in. So yeah, so then I did the the ammo can thing, and then yeah, like every time I exhaled, I was the, kidding. Just regular breathing. Every time I exhaled, I start going. Uh, uh, oh no! Uh, oh my gosh! I legit for the first. And here's the thing. I hadn't had an asthma attack in so long. Like when I was in elementary school, I had an inhaler yes. and everything. So I just kind of assumed I grew out of it. It took one day in a stripped down version of boot camp with the Marines for me to have a legit asthma attack and I got medically excused. How pathetic is that? Like, like, I'm laughing at me too now, but I don't, at the same time, I don't mind sharing that story because, I mean, is it a shot to my manhood? Of course it is. But it's also, I think, a testament to, again, how tough these guys are and how tough you really have to be to where... Me, I mean, look, I always say exercise is stupid. I'm not in shape. I don't I don't really exercise, but you would think I'd be able to survive at least the first day. No, not even close. No, it was I wouldn't awful. be able to. Do, you know, can you guys, this is a little off track. Can you do chin-ups, pull-ups? Um, last time I tried, I did four. I can't do any. And I think in the best shape of my life, I couldn't do any. I just don't have any upper arm, upper body strength. For me, that's I, I don't like doing them, but I can. But you try. can. Yeah, maybe a couple. Like, I mean, maybe like three or four. Like, yeah. You, it's just 
even at the gym, I don't even see people doing it. And there's there's no, but you, military you people do. I feel like oh, military people can to. do like a hundred. The Marines will come out sometimes to Miller Lite Hot Country Nights. They've been out with us, and we've done some live broadcasts with them. They'll bring it out, and they'll have people do it there. Oh, they really? Do, they bring it the pull-up bar. Yeah. No way. We have to do it for a video. We have to. I Jenny. can't do any. I know. That's why I yeah, want it on video. Oh, it's <laughs> we'll, just, we'll have the bottom of the camera where you can't see, but we'll be underneath you. Your legs will be pushing you up. We'll lift your legs up for <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. and I'll be like, uh, I can do this all day. Hi. All of a sudden, she's using one arm. She's got her pinky finger. She's like, what up now, huh? We have to do that. That's funny. No, oh, man, those guys are just, they are are another breed. I like this, how we went to talking about uh, punishments that my mom implemented to now me literally getting punished by the Marines. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Mom and Marines. I mean, honestly, I was a pretty good kid. I didn't get in a whole lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time, whatever I did, and I was little. I was six or under. And I remember whatever I did, my dad like started to take his belt, like he was gonna give me the belt. Yeah. And I and I just remember I can hear it to this day. So funny. I remember the clanking of it. And I went and I hid under my bed, like in the middle of my bed. And yep. my dad has a beer belly and whatever. Like he totally couldn't get me if he tried. I was like squeezed myself in the middle of the bed. But I don't even remember what I did because I, my dad and my dad babied me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I must have been horrible because he was get, getting the belt. I don't know what I did. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You Probably something really terrible. <laughs> I remember the one time I got in real big trouble with my mom. Uh, I was mouthing off. She told me to go do something like mow the lawn or vacuum or do some a chore. You know, I was just mouthing off playing Xbox. She wait till I waited till I got up from playing Xbox to go to the bathroom, and I come out, and my Xbox was ripped out from where it was yes. underneath the TV. The front door was open. She slung the thing out in the road. <gasps> my Xbox. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you want that Xbox back in there? A, it may not work, but B, you need to get up on them chores, boy. And she was like threatening me with that. I'm like, don't awesome. do that. But that's like electronics, even to the, you know, when I was younger, you know, that was the way to get to a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I've seen videos of people where they smash like the, the system and that dude was like running over the kids' games yeah. and stuff with a lawnmower. I'm like, what are you doing? I think some of the funniest punishments that you, you know, we see it in the news once in a while that parents will do is I, if a, the kid does something and then they have to stand on the street corner with a sign that says, yeah. you know, I did whatever. Just some something totally humiliating. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I, I tell you what, speaking of punishments, I am very grateful that we were not punished this last week. So maybe you saw this in the uh, in the news, maybe. But uh, no. your friend, so us here in Kansas City, home of the reigning, defending, undisputed world champion Kansas City Chiefs, we recently made a bet with a uh, radio station in Cleveland. Uh, the Cleveland Browns came to Kansas City this weekend, and the bet was that if the Chiefs lost, we would have to eat dog food. Because we would be introduced to the Dog Pound, which is the name mm. of their fan base there in Cleveland. Mm-mm. The Chiefs won. Thank goodness. Even without Patrick Mahomes. Hashtag anything is possible. And because of that, they lost and they had to, for those little geography lesson, Cleveland is on the very northern coast of Ohio. It borders Lake Erie, one of the Great Lakes. They had to go to Lake Erie, get down into some swimwear, and polar plunge oh. in Cleveland. It is cold. Go check the temperature in Cleveland right that now. That water alone is about 32 degrees, so yeah. I can't imagine how miserable that must have been. And kudos to them. They recorded the whole thing. Looks like they had some GoPros. They ran in with it. And and the it was a guy, a girl, Waz and Carletta. Waz the guy. And, and of course, so he is shirtless and... And jumps in. He yeah, a scarf he's shirtless. shirtless with a scarf. He it was, was awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. And then poor Carletta, she she like dropped down to the shoulders and she's like 
That's it. That's enough. Here's what I love about Carletta, though. I totally get it. She had her hair and makeup done, and girl was not about to wreck that. So she like got into her chin. I said, "That's exactly what I would have done." I actually, she uh, texted me saying, "Hey, heads up! You know that you're gonna get the email or the video shortly." She was emailing it to me, and she texted me and said, "I, I didn't go all the way." And I told, I texted her back. I said, "Something tells me that if for some reason Jenny and I had to polar plunge, the I exact same thing yeah, would happen." hundred percent. Listen, they they went through with what they had to do. I was just dreading the thought of eating dog food because at some point in the bet conversation they had mentioned possibly like the wet dog food the elbow kernel of dry dog food i mean it wouldn't be great but i feel like i could have done it or at least taken a nibble off of it but like wet dog food gelatinous like (laughs) gelatinous i think i would have thrown up i really do i i'm not good with stuff like that that would have made for an excellent video, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, you just blown chunks <laughs> right. right there on the floor. That is nasty. Yeah. Oh. oh, I just can't imagine. But here's what I took away from that. So we're in a spot right now. Uh, okay, I'm literally going to say, we're in a spot in this country now. I promise this has nothing to do with politics. Oh, no. But we're in a spot where uh, a lot of things that are fun are becoming legal. All right? A little reefer for some of us, a little sports gambling for some of us, okay? The, the sports gambling is now becoming legal in more and more states throughout the country. Where you at, Missouri and Kansas? I'm just saying, like, let's go on this. Um, so I've become, I've become more interesting in betting lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like seeing the odds of games. Like, you know, okay, you, you bet on the Chiefs, but do you bet on the Chiefs minus the three points or whatever? Like, it's just, I, I know, you know, like, I just, it fascinates me to see what the point spreads are and things like that. I now, when it becomes legal in Kansas City, I am absolutely not gambling on sports because this this lesson that we just learned with Waz and Carletta in Cleveland has taught me that I hate gambling. I don't like the stress of it. Mm-hmm. Some people, I think, when they develop gambling issues, it's because they're addicted to to the thrill of watching oh. the game, knowing they have more more money on it. You I know? didn't like the thrill at all. Yeah. Same. Complete anti-thrill. I didn't enjoy that Chiefs game at all because especially when Mahomes went down. Yep. All I'm sitting there thinking about is they better win. Like I, I wasn't able to enjoy myself and just watch the game because I was so worried about the bet. I enjoyed it for about two minutes right there in the middle because at the half we were ahead. And my husband even said, he's like, I think I think you're good. I, I don't think you're going to have to eat dog Mm-mm. food. And I didn't get cocky about it, but I was feeling pretty relaxed about it at that point. And then you know how sports, I mean, it, that game flipped instantly and I started to get nauseous my hands were sweating I'm like I don't think I can do this I mean I was genuinely concerned that we were gonna have to eat dog food it was I don't want to bet anymore I don't like it yeah we've uh so just in the last couple of days on Twitter a, a, <laughs> yeah. a very nice guy he's a, he's a radio DJ in Buffalo and he's kind of reaching out and I'm thinking to myself like we could do a if we do a bet with them it'll be like a donation to a charity or something like that, but these like punishment bets, mm, I am. I, I think mm. I'm good on these for the rest of my life. I am too. I don't want to do it. So, I do don't you know. bet on sports? I know you're a big sports guy, Tater. Um, you know, there's some of the fantasy football apps that you can do, and you can put money on those. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like a lot of people ask if if I bet on a team, you know, I'm about to go. It just it doesn't make it enjoyable. But when you pick different players, it makes you want to pay attention to other games. Mm-hmm. So fantasy football and all that has made me want to be interested in other games, which makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. But betting is a little stressful. Yeah, you're but, just like. Eh, well, right. then I think about money. Yeah. You know, and some oh, yeah. people bet tons of money on games. Whew, I can't imagine that stress. Unless I, you just had like your your betting account, you know, well, and you're like, well, yeah. if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. Well, actually, um, Mike went out to Vegas, and this is the year, the season that the St. Louis Blues, you know, we're both from that area. 
he was like, hey, I'm going to bet on the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. You want to put a bet in? I said, yeah. He put more money than I. We won. How much money did you put in? I'm right. curious. So uh, the Blues were at that time getting 10 to 1 odds. So take whatever you put in, multiply it by 10. So I, uh, yeah, I, backstory on that. I did every, I, I, it was the first time I'd ever been to Vegas. And I told myself the first time I go to Vegas, I'm just going to put a bet on the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. It won't pay off, but I've, I just always wanted to do that. Sure. You know? So that I wasn't worried about. Like I wasn't stressed out about. And plus you wouldn't know who the winner was for like another, another three months. So I go in there, I put it, I put 50 bucks down. Tater put 10 bucks down, 10 to one odds. I won $500. <gasps> That's Awesome. Yeah. See, but see, that's why gambling sucks because when you're winning, it's great. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna do this again. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then when like you're the losing, casino, you know, you're at the casino. I've learned. Okay, I always think about going to the casino during the week. Mm-hmm. The weekends, I think it's a little harder to win. And then I've been in one uh, high limit area, and it was a penny slot, but you can spend forty five dollars a spin. I won six hundred bucks. I would be so excited if I won 600 bucks. The thing is, when you win and you're like, okay, that's good enough, I'm out. You need to leave. You got to walk out. You yeah. need to You need well, to have somebody that can, you know, like safe word kind of type. So oh, yeah. you need somebody to grab you and yank you out of there because I have won money. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep winning. And when I went to Vegas for the first time and only time, I won during the week. And when the weekend came and all my friends, all my other friends showed up, all the money that I won and it paid for my trip actually I gave it all back. Oh, you get yeah. The, it's, it's like an addiction. You're but, like, oh, I'm going to well, win. Well, it is, and win. that's why people get so you know, trapped somebody in it. Somebody didn't and say, stop. The, eight, 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 the, bets off. The thing is, the goal, <laughs> you need to learn, the goal when you gamble is just to break even. I will give you the perfect gambling story. It was my 30th birthday. Uh, nope, check that. It was a friend's bachelor party. And I walked in with 100 bucks, knowing that I'm going to lose this $100, and I'm cool with that. I'm not going to lose any more. Again, gonna... it's your gambling account. This it's is my your, gambling it's your, money. If I win, I, I win, great. If I lose, whatever. And and no matter what, I'm going to stay here as long as I, I, I'll either lose this money or I get to get if it. If I'm up high, I don't care. I'm going to keep going, but it doesn't matter. I walked in, 9 o'clock at night, $100 sober. I walked out with $100, drunk as a skunk, had a big fat Cuban cigar. I literally just used, I would win a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And then what I did is there was like four of us. It was a bachelor party deal. And so every time, like every 30 minutes, one of us would hit enough to buy the next round. So that's what we would do. We just kept buying the round. I, I just hit uh I just hit 50 bucks. All right, next round's on me. I just hit 50 bucks. Next round's on me. And it was the best night of my life. Like we just we had such a great time. We had walked in with money, sober, walked out with a little money, completely hammered up, and I had I had a big old celebratory cigar. You know, my too. dad awesome. would come visit before COVID and um he I, I had a five hour radio show and so the whole time I would be on the radio, he I would take him to a different casino each day. He loves the casinos. And you know, my dad is probably one of the cheapest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, he just does not want to part with his money. And so it's funny to me that he's into gambling, but he would manage to make whatever. And I don't know what his, you know, gambling fund money account mm-hmm. was like. I don't know how much money was in there, but he would manage to stretch it for five, six hours. Yep. And I don't know how people do that because if I walk in, you know, with whatever it is, I mean, I can be done in five minutes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's over, you know, and I don't know what he does or how he made it work, but, and he'd go, he'd come visit and do it like four days in a row, different casinos. <laughs> and he always walked away with a little something. I've There's- been known as the minute man. Not what you're thinking right. at a casino. Well, well that was, too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, oh, guys, I'm already done. They're like, oh, wow, that was quick. And I'm like, yeah, I know. We're talking about gambling here. No, uh, I definitely, I lost. Okay. Sure, I'm coming clean, people. Ooh. 
Confession. Before COVID hit, I took in 80 bucks to the casino. I lost it very quickly in roulette. I went and pulled out 80 more dollars, and I got charged six bucks the first time from, from the ATM, another the second time. Lost that because I'm chasing after. This guy next to me was pulling out thousands mm. of dollars. And I'm like, what are you doing? So I'm like, oh, I got my 80 bucks. I'm going to start betting with him. He starts going on a losing streak. As soon as I go to the ATM, homeboy hits real big. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please. I mean, talk multiple things big. Sure. Enough where they called some pit boss over there or whatever, his <laughs> na- whatever they are. Like, hey, you know, check this guy out. I got to tell you, I'm jealous because I've never been around at a casino at the point where somebody wins so much cash that they have to bring the pit boss over. I feel like that was quite an exhilarating experience. Well, real quick to interject, um, I, I was doing a, a you know a slot machine one time and it was like ding ding ding. ding. It was making all these noise. Like, oh my god, I won! But it was one of those where like you had to put so much money in for to get the big prize, and I had only put in like the lowest amount Cheapskate. so i basically won like nothing but i did get the bells and whistles i just really didn't win anything great well that's what happened is that pit boss walked over and i said oh okay i need to go win because i got this guy's about to get on a hot streak so i went and pulled more money out of the atm mm-hmm. lost it quicker than i lost the first amount of money and i said i gotta go and i felt really bad when i left there I had to go Uber around and try to make that money back. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. At least you get up in your car and immediately, w- w- you know, work back for your work. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but you know what I'm trying to say. Get your like, money back. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I was, there goes some rent money. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Stinks. I'm still jealous of the pit boss, though. I think that's kind of a cool yeah, story. It, it, mm. All right, uh, let's move on. We saw this story on the internet uh, I, earlier today, actually. And it got us thinking, I think we're going to bring this up on the air, but we haven't yet. Uh, So you're hearing it first on the podcast. How far are you willing to go to prove that someone is cheating on you if you think someone is cheating on you? This story is straight up crazy. So there is a woman that's going viral on TikTok for a little trick she came up with to catch a cheater. Now, sounds a little ridiculous, but really think this through here. You rub a lint roller on the carpet in your significant other's bedroom and see if you pick up any hairs that aren't yours. Ah, right? I like, feel- I have really long, blondishy, brownish hair. So if I'm doing that, and then I'm, you know, going through his room with the lint roller, and I see, like, a long, red-headed hair. A little ginger hair, yeah. Hey, I mean, something's up. Interesting. I wonder how well that works if, if the guy has a dog, though, a dog that sheds. I feel like that kind of, I don't know. I mean, there's a doggy style joke uh, there, but I won't can, go there. Well, you can ch- you could tell the difference between dog hair and human hair. I, I do think that. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm. If you're at a point in your relationship, hear me out here. If you're at a point in the relationship where you're sneaking into his or her bedroom just to lint roll for hair that might be somebody else's, <laughs> are you really in the best relationship? <laughs> uh, yeah, at that point. The relationship's already over. Right. And, and here's, this, this is real talk, because I've been in this situation where, I, where I've, I've had a woman just think that because I'm on the radio, and this is small town USA, that like, she thinks that, and God bless her for thinking it, because I'm on the radio <laughs> in small town Illinois, that these that these flocks of women are coming from the cornfields throwing themselves at me. It's not how it works. It would be cool if that was how it works. Can I get an amen? Yeah, they would <laughs> have been stalking you. They, hey, ah, hey, corn hey. stalking hey. us, see what he did. Um... But no, if it's to the point where you honestly are, are think that that is the necessary step, yeah, your relationship is already over because either you're right 
he's cheating, she's cheating, and it's over. Mm-hmm. Or you're wrong, but you have major trust issues and you have no right being in a relationship in the first I place. I couldn't agree more. I think there's definitely a problem with the relationship if you're going to that level. But I do have to say her creativity... I, points for that. I mean, really, like if you are going to go that route and she busted him because apparently she picked up a bunch of long red hairs and her hair is black. So she, she busted him. Maybe he had her maid. I mean, I don't know. We well, don't know the story, but that's, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it could be a bit of a stretch too, because what if, I mean, what if you're out, the wind is blowing, someone else's hair gets on your coat, you go home, it falls off the coat. I mean, there are other ways. Look, so my wife has very dark brown hair, okay? And I have a a black pea coat that I wear in the wintertime. That coat has been regularly it's not uncommon to find a long piece of blonde hair from now it would be it could be me from jenny right uh before you know i've 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 worked with uh you know people with blonde hair before you know women with blonde hair before so it's and and on a black peacoat it's it stands out like a sore thumb right thankfully i have a wife who's not a psychopath who is who's just been who's like oh whose hair is this i'm like (laughs) It's probably Jenny's. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. <laughs> but you know, I've been in untrusting relationships where, and and it is so exhausting. I oh. wish I could just like myself now could go back to old self and just slap me in the face a few times and be like, okay, stop it. Like this right. isn't even worth it. And it was for guys that weren't even worth it. And I would waste so much effort and time. It was ridiculous. Like it's just immaturity, I think. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the room here. Has anybody here ever uh, ever cheated? I, honestly, I don't think I have. I'm pretty faithful. Okay. I am. Tater? Jenny's like trying to prove a case Well, you're giving like, me the I, eye. I'm like, I we're am. We're both staring at you. We're like, uh-huh. No, no, no. I wouldn't ever in a million no. years predict that you would do that. No, certainly not on my husband. Well, no, no, no. no obviously. But even like, even, that. I'll tell you how faithful I am. Even right. the douchebags that deserved it. I mean, seriously. Right. I should have been. But I, I didn't. I wasn't. And they always thought that I was. And that's what's caused half the problems. And I'm like, I don't even know where you're getting this. You know what it is? I had a boyfriend. He was so mean. He was like, you're just, you're too nice. You're too friendly to people. You're too peppy. He's like, people can misconstrue that. Mm -hmm. Really? Like, okay, so you're right. They can, but what are you supposed to do about that? Start just being mean to everybody? Like, no. Well, no, he was, I mean, that's one morsel of why he was a horrible person. And he would just mentally abuse me in such terrible ways. But I mean, he would literally say that people are going to misconstrue your positivity and your, you're just so happy. And he was just a miserable fuck. Sorry, he was. (laughs) He was. I'm sorry. He was just miserable. And I think that's it. When people are miserable with themselves, then they project onto other people. I, sorry, there was no other word. Now I gotta put the explicit <laughs> warning on this I podcast. <laughs> sorry. So I'm thinking maybe was he saying that to maybe subconsciously he didn't even know he was saying it that people would take advantage of you being so nice and because I've heard oh, that he before. Oh, no, 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 no. he, he didn't care about me. No, 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 no. It wasn't because he cared about me. It was because he was afraid that I was yeah, gonna cheat he, on him. And, he was a douchebag. Yeah, yes. Je- Jenny. Yeah, when you put out because I, I see what he's saying. Like when when a girl when when a woman is genuinely friendly with a man, look. It's hard for a man not to think to, oh, she probably, I think she likes me. Let me tell you something. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And I've had that experience with men because truly I have always had guy friends, always. And and it has never left the friend zone. I mean, look at the three of us, truly. Like we're just friends and it could never, would never. I mean, I put people in the brother category, you know, and it's like, but not every man or woman can do that. I had a 
fierce debate with a guy one time who was like, men and women just can't be friends. And I'm like, yes, they can. Yeah. They absolutely can. I am proof positive. Mike, you have girlfriends. I mean, it, and a wife. It, yeah. But, Th- throngs of women just throwing it. No, but I mean, you do. And you're even to where you and your wife and the friend would get together or whatever. I mean, it's not. Right. Actually, I think it is totally possible. It depends I, on the person. I'm actually friends, not like. So when we got married, the, 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 the wedding party. It was mainly her sorority sisters from college, and it's to the point now where if like if, if Katie's phone is down and I FaceTime and it's it's one of the girls, I'll, yes, I'll just answer. I'm like, hey girl, let's go. I'll, I'll have a conversation with totally. them for ten minutes. And oh, I guess you wanted to talk to Katie. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, it's I all don't... good. I do think it's easier as you're older, though. I think maybe somebody in their early twenties having a friend that is a of the opposite sex is maybe a little tougher there. You know, Especially and if they're good looking. even mm-hmm. in high school, one of my best friends was a guy. Like I've always just had guy friends, and right. and that was that was one where he he wanted more. He though. did, oh, but yeah. I didn't know it. I was very I had friend zoned him. He was a brother to me. I didn't. Yeah. I just was blind to it. Oh, the friend zone is the worst. And uh, that has, got has off there with. ever been uh, a guy that was friend zone and then maybe became more? No, nothing for you. Okay, Mm-mm. I mean I've heard of that. It, I think it's more rare than you would think, obviously, and it may never happen to a person at all like you. Uh, but yeah, because been... because for example, like I love both of you. You know, you're you're like your friends. You're you're in the brother category to right. me. I don't know what could possibly happen that all of a sudden I'd be rolling up in here going, hey, hey, my, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey. I can't even picture that. I think if you honestly did that to me and you were dead serious, I'd be like, Jenny, shut up, go I home, know, you weirdo. Right? Exactly, and that's where my relationships with men go. And so then it could never, it Mm-mm. just could never. So. <laughs> I, uh, I've shared this story with my wife. I'm comfortable sharing the story. Uh, I, uh, I, I was, uh, I, I did cheat on a, on a girl that I was pretty serious with. We're actually living together. That's how bad I was. I was 22. Yeah. So take that. I'm not excusing it. No, I'm but you were young. At 22. You were young. I did, and, and it was a, and a very attractive girl was like very interested and by that point in the relationship, I was very bored. So it just kind of it was it was a perfect storm, right? And and I'll, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. So so I uh, I, I started kind of quietly seeing this other girl instead, and it was awesome. It was <laughs> for like six months. It was awesome. So you're and living it, with the one girl. Yep. You're cheating with her Mm-mm. with the other girl Play for you. six months. Yeah. No, dude, so, here's a, did you have on. any guilt at all? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, but. When I was with the 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 newer girl, man, I I was happy. So it got to the point where I was like, time to come clean. So I did, and I ended the relationship, and I got my own apartment, and really started seeing this this new girl, which was was such a meme. Because by the way, the, the the girl I lived with was is just the sweetest person in the world. Like to this day, I hope she is just super happy sure, and super course. great. She did she did not deserve that, and and that's 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 on me. I'm a piece of garbage See, that. I'm also a terrible liar. I could not come home to Matthew knowing <laughs> that I did something terrible. I could I couldn't do it. I couldn't get away with it. So so here we so and this is where this is where the karma train hit me. You're like, oh my gosh, Mike Keller is an awful person. Here's where the karma train hit me. I actually really fell then into this relationship with this new girl and I loved her. Like I it, it was I felt like I had found my one. Uh-oh. And it was like a month after I broke up with the girl that she was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done with you. And then she 
ran into the situation that I was in where fee, she found herself a guy who, look, I'll be honest, was much more attractive than me. And then she started stepping out on me. And when I found, and then she she told me about it. She found uh, out. And man, it hit me hard. I was devastated. Yeah, that's karma. I was ah. devastated. And I knew right away. And I kind of looked up at the sky. I thought, you know, I kind of went, I get it. Like I so we've, and, we've never discussed this, um, but this is I don't know because you know I'm obsessed with Jason Aldean's wife Brittany. I mm-hmm. follow her on Instagram. Honestly, she's so pretty. I love her fashion. It's like all the things. You know, she's kind of an influencer to me, I guess. But I know that that relationship with Jason started because they found each other in a bar and they were making out, and then mm-hmm. that got public. And his wife, who was his high school sweetheart, you know, found out about it. I think they tried to work it out for a little while, but then obviously it ended in divorce. But you know, a lot of his fans were livid with him. And so, and, and people say, I'm never listening to his music again, uh-huh. you know, because he cheated or whatever. But when I look at, you know, I look at it now where he's with Britney and they truly look like they are so in love. They've got this beautiful life, these beautiful children together. You know, it's, it's, it looks like a great relationship. And I think sometimes it's in a situation like situation like that, you know, he was with his high school sweetheart. I think when you date your high school sweetheart and you go all the way up, you become, a, you change. Everyone changes. Absolutely. I'm sure fame changed him in some ways because I, I don't see how it couldn't. But I think like rather than just judging and being so harsh on people like that, like I'm not defending cheating. It's not great. He'll probably tell you like shouldn't have gone about it that way. Right. But you meet somebody that young and you go all the way up. I mean, it's you're sort of, not in all situations, but you're sort of asking for something like that. I feel it. It's 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 tough. I I not could, in all situations. I want to be yeah. cl- clarify that. Oh my gosh, we work on a country station, and so I'll you know I've openly said it on the radio. I'll be like I'll be like y- you have to date more than one person. You you really have you to date do. to and and then people and then I'll get the occasional person who and like people who get married in their teenage years, and I'm like you can't. I have two nephews, um, both under 25. One was 18 when he got married to the girl he started dating, the only girl he's ever dated. And my ne- my other nephew's about to do the same thing. You know, high school sweethearts, been together for, I think they've been together five years now, but about to get married. And look, they're they're very, they're very raised very Christian and they're raised in a certain, you know, bubble. And right. I wish them all the happiness in the world and I pray that it works out. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous for them just because sure. I know you've got to experience the world a little bit when we bring it up on the country radio station they'll you know people will call well i married my sweetheart for when i was 17 and we've married 50 years yeah. and, and I'll, I'll say notice i didn't say all i say i said that is awesome for you i'm so happy that you found that and you found that so early oh, but i'm totally. telling you for every one story like that there are 20 that end in failure misery and an expensive divorce yeah i mean looking at it from a mom perspective i'm telling you like if, if my daughter came to me say 18 years old and said you know her high school boyfriend and they're gonna get married uh Again, they're adults. Got to let them do what they're going to do. But I would have to have a really honest, serious talk with her about. Yeah, you want to advise her and yes. say, hey, this may or may not work out. Just think about that in the future. Say, if it didn't work out, don't be so hard on yourself. Be like, you know what? I have to grow. Maybe go to college, new job, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Question for you, Mike, on the, on the girl that you uh, cheated on. Oh, now, wow. The, Thanks. Cheated go back. on. The one he cheated on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to. 
So during the time that you were with the one girl and you had the side piece, did the side piece wow. know? Wow. I'm just, I'm curious. Did the side piece okay, know Okay, don't about, stop saying side piece. Well, I don't know her name. What? I mean, it's more scandalous this way. I like your it. Mistress. The side piece. Your wow. mistress. Wow. <laughs> what do you want me to say? The worst. The um, other girl. The other girl. Say. Did the other girl know about the main girl? Yeah, did she? Yes. <gasps> okay, I think, uh, uh, now this is where I think, because I wanted to ask you oh, midway oh, through. Yeah, I have another question too. Go. I wonder oh if, she, right, if, she, if it was more exciting for her to be like, I'm, I'm the other woman. And then once you two broke up, yes. she was like, I'm done. Yes. Peace to you. I think there's something to that. I think so. Maybe. Now let, okay, so it, it, it is more complicated than a yes or no question because, okay, look at this point, I'm a piece of trash and I'm lying to people and I understand that now. When we first started started making out, okay, she asked me, you don't have a girlfriend? And I told her, no, I don't. And that's how, that's when I knew I was in it. Dang, I know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 again, I'm comfortable throwing this out because I'm, I'm where well, I'm older. at now. Oh my gosh, you're married now, yeah, it's fine. Where I'm at now is a wonderful place. And oh my God, not to mention, oh my gosh, if I ever thought about it, my wife would just laugh at me, beat me up, and then laugh at me again and walk out on my loser butt. I'd kick like, your butt. Right, exactly. So I <laughs> to get so I the, the 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 other girl, at first I told her no, I didn't. Okay. Then she found out that I did. But by the time she found out that I did, it was there there were some unintentional feelings there already. So she was like so mad at me. But then she was like, but I don't care because I like you. And then then it, then it accidentally got even more serious. And I'm like, what am I doing with myself? But then, you know what? I never thought of that, though. I wonder if the she thrill, the thrill. Of it mm-hmm. was then gone. I think because I, I think that happens. I think, you know, uh, women who date married men and I don't know. I feel like it's a dateline. I've seen it a million times. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the tiger thing right now. And part two is the whole scandal of him. Oh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, t- okay. yeah, well, it's called Tiger on HBO Max if you right. want to watch it. I highly suggest it. I'm not even a golf fan, but it was amazing. Well, because that's, he's just a legend and with the whole cheating scandal. The whole time we're talking, I'm like, this is what Tiger was going through. Like, he, he had 14 girls, and they all fell for him. They were oh, in love. Yeah. And he so, was living different lives. I just listened to Jana Kramer has a podcast with her husband, who, by the way, is apparently a serial cheater. He's cheated on her multiple times, says he has sex addiction, this, that, the other. I'm just like. The sex addiction argument is the stupidest, most made up BS I've ever heard. I just can't. I don't know. I, I, God bless her for staying with him. I don't know how she does it because I, I don't think I could. But anyway, um, she they spoke to Rachel Yucatel, who is the really famous one that when yeah. when Tiger's World came crashing down, you know, he got busted with cheating. The lips? She's yeah. got the lips. And the eyes that are too close together. <laughs> the viewer or whatever, they're like, how do you say her last name? You could tell. You could tell she's a hoe. You can tell she's a hoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but she. Oh but, but this is where, and again, I'm not defending anyone. Um, He oh. shouldn't have been doing that. But she goes on to this, this Jana Kramer's podcast, and she basically talks about how, you know, the reason that she became someone cheating with a married man when she knew it was completely wrong is because of her own upbringing. She had lost a husband in 9-11. Ooh. And you got to think like that is going to mess a girl up. And again, not defending. And she says, right. I'm not defending what I did. It was wrong. But you have to look. Everyone has a story and everyone has a reason that they got to a certain place. So even you, Mike, like I'm not going to look at you like you dog. You know, it, 
you were young, you... Yeah, I'll say I was a dog at at the time, sure. Um, And then, like I said, and that's where, you know what, now, looking back, I I really appreciate then that the other girl that I ended up falling for then kind of kicked me to the curb. Right. I, I do think that was... That was God kind of kicking me in the ass a little bit, saying, hey, you're better than that. And I'm like, I hear you. But see, having gone through all that, this goes back to that whole, like when you're 18 years old, I just don't know that you know all the things. You know, I look at, same with me and my husband. I mean, I dated a bunch of people mm-hmm. and, you know, you went through the experiences you did. And now it's like, I don't. I think cheating sounds exhausting. I have yeah, no, it's a lot of work. I mean, I just have no <laughs> earthly desire, you know. And if he doesn't want to be with me anymore, just just tell me. <laughs> I'll move out. I mean, it's fine. Just don't cheat on me. I've never cheated. Never thought about it. All I right, just, old Saint Tater over no, here. I mean, All right. I mean, for real, I, I've always had. It's a moral thing to me. Like you know, you're telling a story earlier on the radio about this lady stealing these candles from Bed Bath Beyond or wherever you were, and right. I'm like, she knew, she knew she was doing it. And if, and if, you know, and you were a young, and that was lesson learned for you. Yeah. For sure. Because you're like, and I always say once a cheater, always a cheater. But for you, if you've never done it after that, you learned a lesson, a valuable one. Yeah, I don't think in every case it's once a cheater, always a cheater. I've always thought that, but maybe it isn't. It is case by case, different people. Yeah. I just, I never have thought about doing it. And I I don't think I ever would in the future. The, the, the key is, is when it happens to you, like it's, it's a blessing now for me that it happened to me because when I was doing it and I was getting away with it, it's it's a rush, man. It was it was. It's kinda... a rush, but I also think that if you were super happy with the girl that you're right. with, like example, your wife, you love your wife to pieces, and you're happy in your marriage, mm-hmm. and so nothing's really missing. In, in so I don't feel like that would happen. Same with me, but I think if there's something missing in your marriage that you are finding somewhere else, I think that's why it happens. That's 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 usually the the catalyst. But here here's what I would suggest: it's breakups are tough to go through, whether it's two months or two years but i do wish they were a little more socially acceptable like i I understand they're hard but like don't call somebody a name because they broke up with you it's if they if they want to break up it's just it's it's not meant to be they're not your person and it's okay like and as soon as if you feel that urge to 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 go out on on somebody that you're currently dating step up and have do what I didn't do step up have the tough conversation that says look my heart's not in this anymore my, my heart's kind of going over here and look it's going to be tough to hear or, or you don't have to say that part but you can just say my heart's not in it anymore I don't I don't feel the way I used to and that person's not a dog for feeling that way as a matter of fact you should say thank you for being honest and not stepping out on me while we we're still dating I don't know that's just my thought well we, that's how I I think everyone would prefer that it be I handled. wish I would have done it that way I, I do I that the, the girl I was living with she did not deserve it just the sweetest oh, person in the back world back to my date lines you know people just go ahead and kill the other one just wow. to get him out of the way <laughs> I'm kidding Mike's <laughs> message sound like what Jerry Springer does at the end of the episodes <laughs> oh yeah final <laughs> thoughts oh my god <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. And on that note, we'll talk to you next week.